thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, featuring actionable tips from real people with real stories about real food. This show is presented by Primal Health Coach Helen Marshall, who empowers other paleo-loving, thermomix-owning mums to start a sustainable, faff-free business of their own with the Primalista License. The Primalista License brings primal alternatives to the foods we love to our communities, making primal living more doable with less falling off the wagon. The Primalista License is available at www.primalalternative.com. And now, introducing your host, Helen Marshall. Happy New Year! How exciting to be here in January 2019. I am pumped, diddly pump, pumped. And as my 11 year old um, is saying at the moment, his greeting is yodel and he's calling everyone cuz. Uh, his dad's from New Zealand, so that might be why. Uh, so yodel cuz, and he'll completely cringe <laughs> when he hears that in the car. He'll be like, oh, mom, and completely. Um, shake his head at me trying to be cool. Uh, but yeah, look, hey, I'm cool. This is me. <laughs> and I'm so excited to be bringing another Primal Alternative podcast to you. And I've already recorded the intro. I've already done the interview with fabulous Jess Thomas. So excited to share this one with you. It's a real cracker of an interview. So stay tuned. And I've got to say, Jess sent me a gift of um, a box of all of her amazing uh, bliss balls, protein balls from Health Lab, and they are incredible. Like I'm not just saying that because she's been a guest on the show and sent me something, um, and my kids demolished them. You know you normally get something and you like it, but the kids don't? Well, this was not one of those things, and they were just 100% awesome ingredients. There was nothing in there that I was like, oh, these taste nice, but, you know, it's got this, this, and this in it. Like, they were seriously yum. So check out Health Lab. Um, and you just, I just always find it so good to have some little snickety-snackety, something you can grab on the run because, yes, 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 we're meant to be cooking everything from scratch. And we probably do, right? And it's very easy to grab, you know, a cucumber or a carrot or a banana or a piece of fruit. Our apricot trees just come into um, into fruit and all the apricots are ripe and holy moly, I've never tasted anything as amazing as a homegrown, organic, oh, apricot in season, amazing. So yes, but you know, but anyway, yes, there's plenty of in-season snacks to grab, but it's also really nice to be able to pack something if you're going away, chuck something into your handbag and Health Lab really hits the... Hits the um, it's the what the, the button dial bell <laughs> the mark <laughs> with this so definitely check them out now I just wanted to do like an intro intro because um something really is like exciting has happened since I recorded this podcast back in November 2018 it's now January the 10th 2019 which is my mum's birthday happy birthday Kath and um my, my dad and my mum over here from the UK for six weeks, which coincides perfectly with the Australian school holidays. And they've all just gone off down to the beach. And um, Joseph, my podcast editor, has just reminded me that I have a podcast out tomorrow, which normally I've got them like lined up months in advance. And I'm like, oh, 
okay, well, you guys go down to the beach and I'll quickly upload this episode. And then I was like, hang on a minute. Since I recorded this intro, a big thing has happened. So I'm doing an intro intro um, to tell you because I don't want you not to know, right? So what's happened is I have been health coaching for, this will be my third, might, might even be fourth year of health coaching right? And I've always done uh, like stop-start health coaching. So, you know, you could coach with me one-on-one for three months and then that's it, right? Or you could coach with me in Thrive, uh, which is one of my group programs or Set for Life. And you do that for 21 days or six weeks and then that's it, right? And then I'll do it again later on in the year and then you come in and then you're gone again. And what I just found was people were getting amazing results, when they were part of the community of the other women that were doing the, the courses as well. But then once the program had finished, they would sort of lose their um, momentum. It's the best way to describe it. They might lose a bit of momentum. Um, sometimes they would completely fall off the wagon, but actually not very often, but just lose their way slightly. Um, so th- they would find that they would lose a bit of the momentum um in between the programs and what I found was the people that I was coaching with really enjoyed working with me really made good friendships and sisterhood bonds in my programs and they'd come back and do them again so it was like having the same incredible people coach with me for you know one year two years three years which is amazing really I love like amazing just a great community so I thought why don't we just do this every single day of the year And so that's why on the 5th of December, I launched Wellness Sisters, which is my um, membership program, basically, where you get to be um, part of a group of other women who are committed to their wellness journey. And, you know, really, it's a journey of personal growth, isn't it? Um, And each month we have a theme. So last month in December, we were looking at what uh, experiences we want to have in 2019 and what growth did we have to um, achieve to have those experiences. And once we had all of those amazing experiences, what would our contribution be? What would it be back to, you know, to our community, our family, um, our wider circle and to ourselves? So we did that in December, which was so cool. And in January, we're focusing on gratitude because I really believe that gratitude basically opens up the door for more of that awesome stuff to come your way. So we're looking at gratitude uh, this week around our mind. So we're looking at how far we've come on our primal journey so far, because you do tend to forget a lot of the things that you had before, like, you know, so this week we're focusing on mind. So can you remember how much brain fog you had before or how depressed you were? or how anxious you were, or or are now, and want to move away from that, you know, so um, it's so cool, and so in February, we are doing a round of Thrive, so the kids are going to go back to school, and I just really find it so cool to have those 21-day resets, you know, where you really just get back to basics, and you hone your skills, and strip back some of the things that might have snuck in over the Christmas period, like excess alcohol or excess sugar or maybe a bit of gluten-free bread or whatever it is that snuck in, just saying on behalf of a friend. (laughs) And really just to kind of like clean up the pantry, 
get back on track with uh, what our intentions are. And guess what? I'm ho- hosting that for free. So, so excited. So if you've wanted to do one of my programs, but you know, been held back with time or money constraints, this is the time to jump on board. So what's happening is um, I'm, I'm hosting Thrive in Wellness Sisters. So what you need to do, you do need a credit card to join. Uh, but no payment will be taken until the 11th of March. So the deal is, right, I want you to come and do Thrive and love it, right? I want to hang around in Wellness Sisters and have that support and accountability and inspiration to transform your life and take your health and wellness and complete human experience to the next level. Like, that's what I want. I want to create a big community of women who, you know, who are like-minded, who can come together and inspire each other and have a safe, space to share our experiences on this journey so that's what i want to happen right but if you just want to jump in and jump out then you can you can just come and do thrive absolutely so easy to cancel your subscription you can cancel it at any time and so a monthly membership in thrive sorry in wellness sisters is 49 dollars a fortnight okay but if you love thrive and you decide to stay on then you get half price membership. So it would just be $49 a month, which is so cool, isn't it? It's so cool. And you know what? I just thought nobody would join in December. You know, I was like, oh, look, I'll just launch it now and then, you know, really ramp it up in the new year. But I think we've got about 15 members that have joined and they're all people who've worked with me before. They were like, yeah, I want in. And you know what? December was a really tough month for quite a lot of people. Like that was the time They wanted to come and hang out with like-minded people and say, look, how are we going to get through Christmas? How was your day? What anchors did you use to make sure that you were resilient and you didn't lose your marbles on Christmas Day, right? So anyway, so I'm going on a bit because I'm really excited about so passionate. I've closed the Primal Alternative community after much consideration and negotiation with the Primalistas, so that's gone. So um, And I've created Helen Marshall, a new business page to uh to share all of my health coaching personal development work on there because um the primal alternative page is really uh, getting busier and busier and busier with new stockists new products new primalistas markets all that kind of thing so just to kind of stop it being so hectic for our customers i've created two pages so please come and like my new page helen marshall um, it got, I think it was like 170 likes in the first day, which was mind blowing. So thank you so much. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to a really, really exciting year. I'm opening the door to 80 new primalistas in 2018. Since recording um, this episode, there were 66 primalistas that have joined Primal Alternative when I recorded this in November, and now there's 72. Uh, and I've been closed since December the 12th, I think it was, I've been closed uh, on a holiday. So, yeah, 80 primalistas next year. And I'm really capping the numbers because I want to make sure that our growth isn't too quick and that everybody that comes on board gets the support that they need. Um, yeah, so 20 primalistas to be recruited in term one. Um, I've never capped the numbers before. So it's very, um, a lot more of a, a you know, like a process, more of an interview selection process to join Primal Alternative now. So if you're keen, um, check out the Primal Alternative franchise page 
check everything out on there, including the demo. So you fully understand what the gig is and then book a primal list of discovery call with me. If you want in on the free thrive, check the show notes because there's a special link um, to, to join and a coupon uh, live thrive to use uh, to get you in uh, for that. And we'll be starting on February the 11th. So plenty of time to get yourself organized, enjoy the rest of the summer and have something cool to do in February. And now on with the intro. If you love clean food, you're going to love this episode. I'm interviewing Jess Thomas from Health Lab and she has got an amazing story of how she took her afternoon sugar slump uh, and basically just having a desire for something that hit that lovely sweet spot, that sweet craving that we get at that 3.30-itis, as the food industry have termed it, um, and how she just couldn't find anything on the market that really hit that spot that didn't send her into a sugar coma. Uh, so she created her own products. She's gone from making her product for a few colleagues in her corporate job to now having, in the space of four years, an incredible food business that's on the shelves in Woolworths. So as you can imagine, this woman uh, just sounds freaking amazing and she is freaking amazing. And I was so keen to interview her to find out how does she do it? How does she keep a good mindset? What does she do when she has failures? Obviously, what did she have for breakfast and what does she think of wine, chocolate and coffee? What are the products she makes and why? What does she do in a market that's already pretty saturated? How does she feel about competition? And how does she go working with her husband in the business too? So whether you're a foodie, you've got your own business, or whether you're just in a family and looking for some inspirational, actionable tips around how to keep it all in beautiful harmony. I don't like balance anymore because it sounds like it's got to be some kind of like 50-50 thing. And really, I think it's just about striking a harmony where you just feel that all areas of your life are rocking. So tune in and enjoy this episode with Jess. Before we get into the interview, I'd just love to tell you about the Primalista Baking franchise. As you'll know, if you've been following the show for a while, I have a similar story to Jess, just that instead of turning to a factory to manufacture manufacture the primal alternative range, I franchised my successful baking business so that other women with a passion for clean living, a desire to make a difference in their community and who wanted to have their own business, contribute to the family finances and work on their own terms could do so without having to reinvent the wheel. They could take my franchise and get all the tools they needed to start their business with an already established brand. So people would start this business in a completely new state and people would come to them and say, oh, wow, here's Primal Alternative, which kind of takes the pressure off a little bit if you're not so crash hot at marketing. (laughs) I franchised my baking business on Boxing Day 2016, so just over two years ago. And to date, I'm recording in November. 66 incredible women have said yes to this opportunity. And what we've created essentially is a national network of local producers and a kind of, it's like a sisterhood, seriously like nothing I've experienced before. 
where women come together to offer advice, celebrate success and, and help each other. So, you know, if, if you've got that beauty of having like your own business, working the hours you want, but you've got the backup um, to work with another Primalista sister, um, to do a big event or get help with an order, or just basically someone to have a whinge to, you know, it depends on <laughs> what kind of day you've had. Um, yeah, so I just, I love it. I love it. And I love what we are achieving as a collective. It's, um, we're co-creating this brand together which is brilliant. Um, and, you know, the sisterhood is there for me too. So when I'm having a rough day or I'm looking for uh, advice or guidance on how to take a new direction in the business, then I can ask in the group as well, which is so cool. I'm really grateful for all of that support from the Primal Alternative producers. And I'm always looking for new Primalistas. So Primalista is a cute name that I have given to a Primal Alternative franchisee because it just sounds so much more cooler than franchisee, don't you, do you think? I think so, right? Yeah, it really does. And we're always looking for new stockists. So maybe you're a cafe or you run a farmer's market or you're an independent um, grocer um, or a health food shop and you'd love to stock grain-free, clean food that's homemade with love. So in our range... We have breads, um, we have pizza bases, cookies, pastry, and jellies. So in our bread range, we have got a fruit toast, zucchini bread, a pumpkin bread, and those two are just like an alternative to a wheat bread. And then we've got our fat and seedy range. So in the interview, Jess talks about how she finds um, challenging times in business can be a sign that you need to change direction. And that's exactly what happened just before I created the Fat and Seedy range because um, I was getting kickback from my customers that the breads that I had were too high in carbohydrates. So that drove me back to the kitchen to create a bread that was low carb and I managed to do that pretty well because we only have one gram of carbohydrates per slice. We've got our pizza bases and our fat and seedy pizza bases, which have just got four grams of carbohydrates per base. We've got our choc chip cookies, gut nourishing jellies, which are packed with a clean collagen. And we have got um, a collaboration with Quirky Cooking and we make their grain-free pastry, which means that um, pies, sausage rolls, kale triangles are all back on the menu. We even have a sweet potato grain-free pastry. So if you've got a nightshade intolerance, no need to worry. You don't need to miss out. So it's all super cool and exciting. So if you'd like to stock those in your shop, let us know. If you want to um, purchase our products, you can head to our website, primalalternative.com forward slash shop, or you can go to primalalternative.com forward slash stockists to find your nearest stockist. If you're thinking about becoming a primal alternative producer, aka Primalister, head to primalalternative.com forward slash franchise and check out Potential Primalisters Facebook group where you can hang out in there, see some cooking demos, find out all about the baking franchise, ask me questions, ask Primalisters questions, and just generally get a more of a feel for what Primal Alternative is all about. So there we go. Let's get on with the show. Thanks for being here. 
Welcome to the show, Jess. So cool to have you here today. Thanks for having me, Helen. <laughs> so cool. Another Aussie mum. Yay. I know. On the other side of Australia, it's very nice to chat with you. It is. The powers of technology. And what a difference. We were just saying pre before we came on air that it's chilly and cold where you are in Melbourne. And I've just been sunbathing yeah. here in WA. I know. <laughs> totally not fair at all. <laughs> well, to Grey fair, skies and clouds. Well, yeah, to be fair, it's been like that here as well all week. So when it was sunny today, oh. I was like, I am getting it in those sun rays and warming the up. Rest of it. Yeah, making nice. the most of it for sure. So just before we get into your story, which I'm so like intrigued to hear about, tell us what you've had for breakfast today. Today I had a coffee, as always, mm-hmm. and I also made myself a smoothie. So um I, we've actually just launched some beauty and wellness powders. So I had a smoothie with our lifestyle blend in there. So it's all about boosting energy and moods, which I always need more and more of. So yeah, quick and easy. And I had my two-year-old help. So it wasn't the best smoothie I've ever had. (laughs) She goes a bit overboard with some of the ingredients. So (laughs) the taste isn't always amazing. That's good though, that you let your two-year-old get involved. Cause I know, um, when it comes to me and my kids in the kitchen, I'm a bit of a control freak. You know, I'm like, no, 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 no. So I, I admire that. You're very... Yeah, I'm always looking for ways to entertain her for a few minutes. So she's really good at cracking eggs. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah, so we're getting, yeah, so yeah, very interesting. Um, a few shells in whatever we make, but yeah. <laughs> Just adds a bit extra texture to whatever it exactly. is you're having. Exactly. 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 Crunchy. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get into your story, tell us a little bit about your company. I mean, you, you've already just mentioned about um, some of the mm-hmm. blends that you added to your smoothie with the eggshells. Tell us a little bit about your company, <laughs> what you do. Yeah. So um, I'm the founder of Health Lab. So we're a health um, and beauty solutions brand um, predominantly for women. So we have health snacks and we also have beauty snacks. And now we've got a range of beauty and wellness powders. So um, I started the business three years ago, but it's all about, you know, really convenient, nourishing and uncomplicated solutions um, for busy women. So all about positive nutrition and, and healthy snacks that, you know, everyone can enjoy. Wow. It sounds like we were separated at birth. That's um, very aligned with, <laughs> with what I want to do as well. So how did you get into this, um, yeah. into this line of work? Obviously, you know, it's, it's not a conventional route that you take when you leave school. Mm-hmm. So, so tell us a little bit about your background and how that's led you to, to where you are now. Yes, for sure. So I was um, actually working in marketing in corporate roles. So I was at L'Oreal and another company called Retail Zoo. So I definitely didn't think I was going to be starting my own business. I was very much on that corporate journey um, and working, you know, crazy hours and all the rest of it. Um, Not that that's always changed with running your own business, but um, I used to get to the afternoons and I'd have terrible 3pm sugar cravings. And I just really couldn't find a decent snack that wasn't, you know, just chocolate or a muffin or something really processed. Um, So I started making protein balls myself and bringing them into work to share with my team and my colleagues. And they were just going so quickly. They were just getting demolished the first day I'd bring a batch in. And I soon realized looking around that there just wasn't anything like that I could buy. So 
as you know, the cafe scene's very big in Melbourne and where all our offices were were so many cafes and you really couldn't get anything healthy there at the time. This is going back about four years ago now. Um, and, you know, even if you'd go to a convenience store, everything was just full of ingredients. You know, it was that hardcore protein bar time. So, I, you know, you couldn't understand any of the ingredients and it just never tasted that good. Um, so I sort of one day realised that no one was actually doing it and there must be other women out there like myself that wanted just a really easy clean but also satisfying snack so it really hit that sweet spot that I know other women have um so I started making them myself and I just started delivering them to the cafe where I got my morning coffee so I really thought it was going to be something small a bit of cash on the side a bit of a hobby um and so I started delivering it to one local cafe and then you know, word started to spread and then very quickly I was delivering to a handful more. And yeah, within a few months I had built up a little side business. So I had, I was rolling the protein balls from my home kitchen, um, very unglamorous. I then ha- started having to hire family and friends and friends of friends to help me roll because I couldn't keep up with the demand. And I was running this business on the side while I had my corporate job. So I was um, getting up early hours of the morning, you know, prepping things for the day, making sales calls, dropping deliveries off, going to my corporate job all day and then racing home to, to do more work and, you know, help the girls clean up the kitchen or order ingredients um, was all very chaotic. And yeah, as I said earlier, totally unglamorous. I think I was covered in coconut for about six months. Um, and yeah, things started to really take off. So it got to about six months in of having this side business and um, I made the decision I was going to quit my corporate career and give the business a go full time. So that was almost almost four years ago. So we're coming up to my fourth year working full time in the business. Wow, you make it sound so easy. Um, and I, I want to <laughs> I I di- dissect that a little. Definitely bit. wasn't. <laughs> no, it never is. And, and sometimes when no. you look back, you know, if you if you could see what was ahead of you, sometimes I think you oh, go, "Holy crap!" Yeah. I could not do that, so I'm not going to do it. Definitely so sometimes true. it's good not to know what's what's coming around the corner. Um, so when I'd love to know because personally, when you say protein balls, like that makes me mm-hmm. think of you know protein shakes, something that you know maybe like bodybuilders would have. You know, yeah. like it it just kind of makes me think. And like you say, probably because the majority of the um, products like that on the market, you are thinking, what the heck is this ingredient? you know, what's in this. So I'd love to know when you say yours are made with clean ingredients, what do you put into your, into your protein balls? Totally. And, and I think you're right going back, Colin. I think when I entered the market with our brands and our products, the market was really catering for that one type of protein consumer, which was, you know, I'm, I'm probably stereotyping, but I think the industry was as well. You know, those bodybuilders, you know, the heavy protein users that wanted, you know, 20 or 30 grams of protein in a hit, you know, a lot of men, gym junkies. And I think, you know, women were starting to really, you know, want to be involved in that protein world, but for different reasons. Um, so all our products are 100% natural. So we use a combination of nuts, coconut, dry fruit. We don't add any sugars or syrups to our products. Um, and then we use really clean protein powders. So, you know, they're not complicated at all. I sometimes, I say quite often, you know, anyone could technically make our products. Um, they're, they're that clean. They're ingredients that were used 
you know, from my home pantry when we started making them and the recipes are very similar to what they were when I was doing them myself. Um, but it's just for busy women that don't have time. And, you know, when we talk about a protein hit, it's more about satisfying, you know, eliminating sugar cravings, you know, helping you get that energy boost that gets you through to dinner so that you're, you know, not having an energy crash, you know, an hour after you eat that chocolate bar. So it was very much more about a lifestyle protein ball at you know overall wellness products rather than something hardcore that you know was going to be like eating chicken breast or or egg whites so it was definitely <laughs> much funny. more about <laughs> satisfying women so. it's funny that you said a chicken because you know when, mm. when you're talking about you know the te- we are stereotyping right but the stereotypical yep. <laughs> um, protein consumer I was thinking you know it's meatheads and gym that eat um poached chicken and broccoli right that's all they eat that, those it. are the people that are looking for protein yeah. but but you're right and when I was working in corporate I would get that you know that was back in the day um where I was eating a low fat high carbohydrate diet so obviously right. by the time it got to three yeah. o'clock I would I'd crashed and the only yeah. snacks that were available to me were really a low fat yogurt um mm-hmm. or an apple or a small handful of almonds and that's what I would have but I would gu- guarantee you'd be hangry before yeah. before, oh, I'd hangry. <laughs> before I'd managed to get dinner ready so it sounds like your your balls sorry that sounds funny but your protein balls I know. <laughs> I need to ball jokes don't worry <laughs> I bet you are I bet you are but lots of them would, yeah that would be just that little something that would hit the spot like you say and but just kind of even out your energy so you've got yep. time to make the dinner without turning into a lunatic psychopath person that nobody wants and to I be think, around. Exactly. And when we entered the, you know, started presenting our range to retailers, we we're really presenting them a whole new concept where I was trying to explain that I'm, we're catering for buyers that care more about what's in our product and the ingredients and that positive view on nutrition rather than, you know, being about calories or, um, you know, what that nutritional profile looks like to get a certain number regardless of what, you know, artificial chemicals and, you know, sweeteners and things were put into a product. So, you know, I think our consumers are so much more educated now than we were four years ago and we understand so much more about what food does to our bodies um, that, you know, we really have come a long way. But you're right, like it just makes such a difference. Um, I think women also are, you know, we're emotional when it comes to eating. I think we're different to men when it comes to food and we have different reasons for snacking and, you know, we've got hormones and other things at play. So, you know, we are, are different in, in what we need and want. No, I agree. And, and the, the, the pendulum has definitely swung away from, you know, I remember that there was a phase there where um, uh, food manufacturers were bringing out, you know, um, 100 calorie snacks. You know, it was all, mm. it was all about the calories, but they, these things were like chips and lollies and just, you know, like you say, not very um, nutrient dense at all. And there definitely has been a swing to more of a, um, look, I'm looking for something convenient, but I also want it to be real food and I want it to make yeah. me feel good like so that that's a definite definite um good swing in the right direction so tell us about the whole of the range that you've got walk mm-hmm. us through it yeah so I guess the first range we had were protein balls so you're right you know that definitely feels like probably our entry product um but now we have really taken it a lot further than that with our snacks so we have probiotic wellness balls so they contain a billion vegan probiotics or dairy-free probiotics in each one so that's really about trying to help you know like get the most out of while you're snacking so hitting those other pillars but then also helping improve your gut health which is obviously a really important part of overall wellness and vitality 
Um, we've also launched some marine collagen beauty balls. So um, they're the first to market in Australia, which we're really excited about. Um, and they have sustainably sourced marine collagen in them. They're dairy-free, so they're quite high naturally in protein, a beautiful texture, but that's all about helping um, nourish and strengthen your hair, skin and nails while you snack, so from within. Um, so they're really, really delicious product. Uh, we also have hemp energy balls that we've just launched. So they contain hemp seeds and all the other natural ingredients I was talking about earlier. And hemp, um, as you, your community, I'm sure, has discovered is just abundant with you know, benefits and healing superfood powers. So, and it's a delicious texture as well. So they're really nutty, delicious um, energy balls. Uh, we also, as a busy mum, I mentioned earlier, I've launched a kids snack range because um, I totally understand the, you know, the reality of being a modern mum and balancing, you know, a lot of us are working or um, have a million things on the go. So these are really uncomplicated um, nut, dairy, gluten-free and added sugar-free snacks for kids. And uh, we have a lunchbox range and we also have a probiotic range because trying to get probiotics into my two-year-old is an absolute battle. So very she has hard. no idea they're in them. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, very nice. Yeah. And then we've just launched a beauty and wellness blend range, um, which I mentioned earlier. So they're designed to be added into your smoothies or into simply into a nut milk. Um, and we have one for gut uh, skin, lifestyle, and sleep, um, and we just launched them into Woolworths nationally. So that's my latest baby, which I'm very proud of. Mm. But yeah, so snacks and blends is our main thing at the moment. So when you say when you say beauty blend, is mm. that because you yes. know the things like the collagen is going to help your skin and your and your hair and your nails, and obviously if you're getting better sleep, then you're going to look more you know rested. Is, is that what what you mean by beauty? Yeah, that's almost bang on. So I think, you know, we're really trying to rival the idea of, yeah, having to spend all this money on expensive skincare. As I said, my beauty is in, um, my background, sorry, was in the beauty world at L'Oreal. You know, the focus was very much on what we're putting onto our skin and our faces. And this is all about, you know, treating your health and wellness and beauty concerns from within. And and you really start seeing those outer beauty benefits. So yeah, the Skin Blend has, you know, hemp protein, it's got marine collagen, it's got vitamins A and E. So it's, yeah, definitely all about, you know, keeping us looking and feeling amazing um, without having to necessarily go and get injections and all the rest of it. So a much more natural way of, of doing that. <laughs> well, I know for one that, you know, like all through my um, low fat, high carbohydrate, grain eating days that, um, you know, I would turn to bottles of shampoo to try and make my hair shiny and, you know, things you would yeah. apply. You know, I used, used to apply like a green foundation because I always had this like red face, which now I know was a telltale sign of a gluten intolerance and now like at age 43 like I've got the shiniest hair the strongest nails best skin like ever and that's just and I don't I don't apply any of that um chemical shitstorm stuff to myself anymore it's all yeah um, yeah from eating good foods and you know I think that having shiny hair and good skin is just like a byproduct of a healthy healthy system would you agree totally agree it's all about what you put into your body whether it comes to your energy levels whether it comes to glowing skin it all comes down to starting with that as a foundation and if you're not getting that right it doesn't matter what else you do it's just not going to help so I think you're totally right and you know it comes back to I guess even our protein balls or our 
probiotic balls, like having good healthy fats in there, you know, having things in there that nourish your body rather than deprive it. So I think no wonder you have such beautiful, shiny, glossy hair. <laughs> I'll have to try some of your balls and see if it gets, see if it gets any shine. That's good. That's good. So like, obviously I love what you're doing, Jess, because, um, well, from, as a, from a consumer point of view, like there's so many amazing, you know, primal or paleo snacks that we can have, right? But generally mm-hmm. it's things like a hard boiled egg or a chicken drumstick. And quite frankly, if it's coming to a snack for me, <laughs> it needs to involve chocolate and usually nuts and sometimes oh, I'm totally the same. As well, yeah. right? So I love that the fact I love the fact that you're addressing that need and making it convenient and um, you know, something that people can grab on the go because you're right, we could all we could all make our own balls um, if we wanted to, but at the end of the day, we don't have time. And we're also time poor. And I think that when you, yeah. when you, when you live a clean living lifestyle, it's, it takes up a lot of your time. So anything that you can yeah. delegate to, you know, another outsource. company or yeah, to outsource, yeah. to get some help to make life easier. Like I'm all for that. Exactly. And, as, and as you know, that's what I'm doing as, as a food producer as well. But what I'd love to yeah. dig a little di- bit deeper in now is more your business success and also how you have managed to do so stonkingly well whilst, you know, um, transitioning from a corporate job, having a two-year-old and, you know, turning this business into an amazing company that's in Woolworths, like hats off to you and wow, you know, like well done because that is no... Um, that's not easy feat. So tell us a little bit about how you've gone from rolling balls in your kitchen at all hours of the day to um, where you are now. Like, tell us a bit about the size of your company and do, you, do your friends and family still make the balls? Like, how does it all work from a business uh, point of view? <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, no, they're good questions. So, yeah, definitely a lot's changed in the last few years. So, um, no, my friends and family, thankfully, <laughs> no longer in my kitchen every day, as nice as that was for a period of time. Um, so, we manufacture all of our products in Melbourne, Australia. Um, so, we don't actually worry about, you know, any of that side of the business anymore, which has allowed us to really focus more on our product development and our branding and our marketing. Um, I've got a team of 10 um, that I look after, which is keeping me nice and busy. Um, And we're in almost 6,000 retailers around the globe now. So not only in Australia, but we also export to New Zealand, the US, Canada, and shortly the UK. Um, so yeah, the business definitely looks very different to what it did a few years ago and has happened quite quickly. So, um, although it's been an amazing journey, it's definitely been a roller coaster. So with growing so quickly comes a lot of growing pains. We like to call them internally and there's been a lot of mistakes and a lot of tears along the way. Um, you know, and as I sort of joked earlier, I thought I was, you know, busy and working long hours in corporate, but nothing (laughs) seems Mm. to compare to sort of running a startup Um, and I guess the realities of that and yeah as you said I also threw a baby into the mix 
um, and I'm about to have a second one in a few months. So it's definitely keeping me nice and <laughs> busy. Uh, so, what are you capable of? Let's try it all at once. <laughs> yes, it definitely seems to be the way we're going. So, um, you know, I've employed, well, I should say he's also a managing director now, but my husband joined the business a year into it um, and my sister now works on the team too. So it's a family business at the same time as being, you know, I guess a growing business. So we've got lots of fun things to, to work into the mix. Wow. So how, yeah. tell us about that, like working with the husband, because I, I hear a lot of yeah. um, female entrepreneurs, like one of their goals is, you know, to retire the husband and to, you know, have him either in the business or have him out playing golf or fishing or surfing or whatever it is he's into. But what's that, what's the reality of that like to actually, you know, for your husband to be part of your business, which is essentially your brainchild or your baby? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, really, honestly, the first few months of us working together was really, probably really hard. So we definitely, you know, my husband had his own business, um, totally unrelated in gardening and maintenance. Uh, So he already had a really good understanding of business and business development. So I guess he really brought that in. But you know, he really challenged me in a lot of areas of how I was running the business from no experience and kind of just winging it and not having anyone I was answerable to. And so I think the first few months, we really both kind of butted heads on how we were going to run it and who was looking after what. And I guess, as you said, you're sort of letting go of your baby where you've had so much ownership and, you know, doing things your way. And, um, So I think over those first few months, you know, it was really a testing time for us and you're learning that there's not necessarily balance. So you've got a relationship, you know, a marriage, then also a business and there's no kind of clear set boundaries, you know, the line between work and life, which, you know, I totally, our lives are so integrated now that there isn't that really clear line but at the start you know trying to understand okay when do we stop talking about work or you know we'd be still doing emails on weekends there just wasn't Mm -hmm. any separation um so I think we've moved a long way since then which is nice you know and I think we really I've realized what kind of a strength we are kind of working together so we now have very clear boundaries and and roles in the business so I look a lot more after the product development and the marketing and the branding and the social media whereas Matt will look after more of the exporting and the retailers and the commercial side. So we found we really gravitated to the areas we're both passionate about. So I'm very blessed in a way that, you know, as someone I can trust as much as, you know, and that will work as hard as, I, as my husband will. Um, and it lets me really focus on the areas where I've got the strength and I flourish in. So we're definitely making a good team. But, you know, it's constant juggle. And as I said, there's, you know, we really don't have a distinctive balance between work and and home life so that's kind of you know definitely I think our daughter will grow up in in a family where you know kind of work and life is very very much a part of her whole life and understanding so I think having an office helped a lot so we had a kind of physical place that you know helped separate things a little bit but um yeah I guess we're both passionate about and I do think sometimes it you know, we talk about it would be really hard if only one of us was running a business as demanding as it is mm. and the other partner not really being able to understand, you know, why suddenly I might have to jump on an email at 10, 10 p.m. after, you know, we've been doing stuff or, you know, we've got to set time out on the weekends to still do some work. So I think in a lot of ways it's really, really helped us. 
yeah thanks for that insight because it it is really interesting to see how it works you know not just in a in a food business but in a business like in general like how does that look if you're both working in a business and I really feel that like that world like when you and I were working in corporate you know it it was like nine to five if you're lucky usually it's like eight till six but eight you're eight till six um like your emails stayed in the office and um you know you couldn't get them on your phone and whereas I really feel like that nine to five bricks and mortar world has really fallen by the way and I think that once we um accept that it's a 24 7 world now and you know, I get emails on a Sunday with issues and problems. Mm-hmm. And even if I say, you know, like, hey, I'm just going to take a break. It's the school holidays. I'm hanging out with my kids. I'll still get messages saying, hey, um, sorry, I know it's the school holidays, but blah, 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 presenting problem, yeah. you know. So it's like, yeah. I think that, that that's cool. And it, it's taken my husband a while to know that I've just got to do what I've got to do. And for me to create those, uh, for me to create boundaries around, making sure that I get downtime and, you know, away from um, emails and uh, messages and that kind of thing. Have you got any um, lifestyle tips for how you manage to juggle it all, Jess? Is there any like non-negotiables that you've got in your life? Yeah, that's a good question. I think um, I definitely, you know, being a working mum, I really try and when I'm with my daughter, I don't have my emails available. So I really make a distinct effort to not I I think I went through a phase where I was trying to do both. So, you know, I've tried working from home and sort of having her around (laughs) definitely doesn't work. (laughs) So I think, you know, trying to be really present in whichever one I'm doing at the time, Um, you know, and I think as you were saying, Helen, I think I had to really, um, I guess, redefine what work-life balance meant to me and, and understand that, you know, having your own business meant you were going to have to integrate it into your life and it wasn't going to be as simple as, you know, nine to five or eight to six. So, you know, I understand that, you know, for instance, I'll always get home and be with my daughter from, you know, four till seven, wherever I can in in the afternoon and then know that I'll have to maybe do work when she's down, but I've made time for that time with her. Um, so yeah, I think to be honest, I don't have any hard set rules. I kind of take it day by day and it's a constant juggle, but I think just trying to find that quality time in there where I'm, you know, really present with my family and we try and have that space um, or even, you know, physically going for a walk and, and getting away from the computers and things. But um, otherwise, it's definitely a bit of a blend. Mm, okay, really interesting. Thanks for sharing. That's really, really cool. And what about um, in terms of how you eat now? What, what, what does that look mm-hmm. like? Would you put yourself under a banner of um, vegan, paleo, clean living, can you describe to us a little bit about um, how you, what your diet looks like these days? Yeah, for sure. I um, I think I fall under the very much one of the leading trends as I've learned is that uh, flexitarian. So oh, no, I'm not it. anything that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's uh, definitely constantly evolving. I mean, I do. I have an autoimmune, um, and my daughter's inherited it, and my mum has it. So I do definitely try and remain gluten and dairy free, um, because I just find that my body responds a lot better to it. But at the same time. I like the kind of the loophole of being a flexitarian because occasionally, you know, someone, you know, there might be some nice cheese out at an event I'm at, or, you know, I definitely would say I'm quite balanced, but, you know, on a daily basis of what we have in our fridge, it's definitely much more gluten and dairy free. Mm. So what are your thoughts on the three great, um, great areas of uh, yeah. chocolate, <laughs> coffee and alcohol? 
three of my favourite things, Alan. Um, <laughs> oh, we can be best friends. <laughs> <laughs> I just think life just wouldn't be fun without those three things. And I think, you know, we're really in a lucky, um, amazing time where I think we've got some really good quality options for these three things as well. You know, I think, for instance, chocolate has come so far from necessarily getting a block of Cadbury. You know, you've got some brands out there creating some beautiful chocolate that really can hit those health pillars as well. Um, and I also believe that if, you know, I think women especially, if we deprive ourselves of things like that, we're just going to want them more and we end up kind of overdoing them rather than having them in a balanced and enjoyable way. Um, so I think, you know, they're a part of life, um, you know, completely in moderation, but I definitely love a coffee every morning. Um, I love chocolate. I think it's one of my daily indulgences mm. at some point. Mm-hmm. And yeah, where, where, you know, appropriate, I'll definitely enjoy a glass of wine. So um, yeah, I think I'm very open-minded to those three things. <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it. Now, total taking a um, complete sidetrack now, in the, in the um, beginning yes. of the interview, you said that, you know, you never thought that this was going to be a big business you know mm-hmm. where you had booking managers and you had, you were in the shelves of, on the shelves of Woolworths and had 10 staff to manage like you never saw that coming when you're just rolling those um, protein balls and taking them to work right so yep. has that changed in terms of how you see your future or the future of your business mm-hmm. do you now make time to um, intentionally set any goals or visualize how you want your future to look. I know we're just, this is kind of topical because we're heading into the new year and I don't know yeah. um, if you've noticed, but there's lots of things around um, you're sort of reassessing how things were in 2018 and yeah. where do we want to be in 2019. So I'd love to know what gestures um, when it comes to that kind of goal setting sort of thing. Yeah, I think um, running the business has really changed my view on all of that and my mindset especially. And I think I've learned that I've had to really work on my mindset and my goal setting and my visions um, as the business has grown to really um, take it to that next level. So whilst it wasn't something I was conscious of at the beginning, I think um, I've grown in that way with the business and I, it definitely is a huge part of my life now and a part of um, what I even encourage my team to do because I think it's so important and you realise that, you know, as you go that you really do have the opportunity to create your destiny and what happens and that your mind really does bring certain things into your life. Um, so, yes, I love goal setting. Um, I'm a big vision boarder. I, I think I've had amazing weird things happen with vision boards. Um, <laughs> you know, I put, yeah, I just think they're so powerful and um, it also gives you that opportunity to get really clear on what you're trying to achieve and why. You know, when you're running, for instance, a business is just one example, but when you're working so hard on something, you know, sometimes you can lose track of why you're doing it or, you know, what you're kind of working towards. So I think they're really good moments to kind of remember that and have it around to, to look at and, you know, keep really handy. But I definitely think now the way I approach Health Lab and the future is all about trying to create it and, and think big. So I think overcoming, you know, that limiting thinking of, you know, just being, say, a small food business of what's actually possible and and how far you can take it and really pushing yourself. Mm. Um, So, yeah, we've got some very, very big ambitions for the business, which, you know, can be overwhelming at times, but at the same time, it's so exciting and motivating to think of where we could really take this business and, 
and the fact that you've done it and you've kind of created it from nothing. So, um, yeah, I hope, I'm sure that your listeners are the type of people that believe in that stuff. But to me, I think it's the most powerful tools you can have. Mm, I agree, absolutely. And I have only just started um, vision boarding in the last couple of years and it's just almost ridiculous how the exact same pictures show up. Like, um, you know, I'd I'd put on my vision board that I wanted to have a holiday in Bali. So I just like had Googled an image of Bali and um, it was just like Bali written in the sand. And then when we did go to Bali on holiday, that was the picture that was in the airport. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, it's it crazy, isn't it? Realized, yeah, yeah. like with, with everything on it. So I'm, I'm a big one for um, visualizing what it is that you want. And also I love what you said, Jess, about remembering your why, like knowing why you're doing this so that when things do get tough, you can come back to your why and um, remember, you know, what, what you're here for, why you're doing it, what's in it for you, what's in it for them, and, and yeah, to just get over all of those speed bumps. Like you say, you know, you've had the tears and the failures. And what I'd love to do, if, if you're happy to share, just as we're coming yeah. to the end of the show, is to, I'd love for you to share an example of um, a, an, a challenging time, let's say, um, <laughs> time in your business and yeah. how you overcome it or how you overcame it and um, what kind of like mindset um, you needed to to get past it. Yeah, sure. Um, I definitely think one of the big ones for me and for the business um, was probably only a few months into where we started retailing our products. So we'd gone from you know being a small home business servicing cafes to starting to go into some you know bigger independent retailers. And um, it was just after my first, well, my daughter had been born. So I think she was only two weeks old and um, she was always a fun time, beautiful time, but very sleep deprived. And um, we got a call from one of our big retailers um, that there was an incorrect nut allergen printed on our packaging, which you know, sometimes doesn't seem like a big deal, but it meant we had to withdraw all our products off the shelves around Australia. And I think, and we had to write off the stock. And you also sometimes have to pay fines in retailers if they have to take your product off the shelves. Um, So in the end, I think the loss that hit the business was almost about 100K, which, you know, at the time was really, really big for the business. I think still would be for any business. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yeah, definitely one of those moments where, you realize that you need to have, um, you know, it's the small details that can really break things. So um, mindset wise, it was a really challenging time. As I said, I was quite heavily sleep deprived and um, trying to balance learning all the things that come with being a new mum with, with, you know, the biggest probably um, challenge we'd ever faced as a business. But um, it was a really good learning actually for us and a really good time when I look back before we became a lot bigger that we had something like that happen. Um, it meant we put in a lot of processes in place in the background that would stop that from ever happening again. You know, it meant we'd really checked as a business things you don't even necessarily think about at the start, like having the right business insurances, like all that boring stuff that mm. is easy to kind of, it's not the sexy fun stuff <laughs> that you pay attention to, but it's that really important stuff that if you don't have that organized in the background, you know, that it can really break your business. So um, it was a bit of a wake up call, uh, but I guess, you know, when we have these things happen, and as I said, like we have some problems happen all the time that, yeah, the mindset that you take 
deciding, okay, how are we going to get through this and what do we need to learn from this and how can we make the business better from something like this happening definitely comes in handy and looking at it as finding a solution rather than, you know, I guess drowning in and losing yourself in the problem. Mm, absolutely. I like totally get that as well. It's that solution mindset. And I, and I find in, in my business, like there's an issue uh, like or a problem or, or a speed bump, we could call it, if we wanted to be really positive <laughs> about it. Um, like every exactly. week, every week, there's something like yeah. whether and and it, and usually, yeah, it's just a case of taking action, having a solution mindset, and it blows over, and it's and it's not it doesn't escalate into some catastrophic situation, you know. But it's it's not it's not like you get to a point in your business, is it? And you're just like sunbathing no. in Bali. It's just like. Bigger business, bigger challenges, bigger, yeah, like you mentioned earlier, bigger limiting self-beliefs, like who am I to be doing this? It was okay for me to be rolling protein balls for my colleagues at work, but, you know, do I deserve to be on the shelves in Woolworths? It's just like all of this. Totally. Yeah, it's sometimes petrifying. So Mm. I think you're right. I haven't worked out the solution to be sunbathing in Bali. (laughs) So if anyone has the secret to that, I'd love to hear it. But um, yeah, I think you're right. You have to just get stronger at how you deal with the challenges and realize I've usually learned now that they're pointing you in a different direction or that they're trying to show you something that you're not seeing. Mm. Um, So they, they do definitely serve as an important part of the journey. Yeah. Perfect. Wonderful advice. Have you ever thought of, you know, on on those hard times, have you ever ever thought of quitting? (laughs) Uh, There's definitely been moments where I've really questioned, you know, because as you said, it's just so much harder than, like, I think if people showed you a crystal ball and sort of showed you what was ahead, I think a lot of people might not go down that journey. Um, but I no, I think I'm too too stubborn. I think to ever like you know I might have mentioned it in a in a mood or in a, in a moment, but I never seriously consider quitting. I think I've I think that's where the goals and the vision comes in because you're sort of you're not done yet, and you're not finished, and you know that there's more that you know you really want to achieve before you you'd ever walk away and and realize you hadn't tried. So. Yeah, I don't think I've seriously considered it, but I might have occasionally said it. You know, <laughs> it might have just glittered through your mind. Like, Moments of stress. I'm over this bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely flown out, of my, flown out of my mouth a few times. Fleet, fleetingly. And then you're like, no, nah, let's get, I've got yeah. this dream. I'm back on track. That's so cool. Exactly. So cool. Oh, so awesome. So when you first started your business, obviously um, your product was quite unique to the market, but yeah, obviously, as you've seen in the last four years, there have been more and more um, protein mm-hmm. balls, bliss balls entering the market. How does that make you feel from a, like a competition or a potential market saturation point? Do you have any um, pearls of positive wisdom to share on that one? Yeah, I think um, at the start when I was running the business, you know, competition would really spook me and I'd sort of get really worried about it and, you know, feel like I was falling behind. But I actually am starting, you know, as we grow and we realize that other brands joining us and elevating the industry has only been positive and that, you know, we're really showing retailers as well that like consumers are changing what they want and it's, I think that retailers are really responding positively as well and we're raising together competitors and all, we're kind of raising what products and what, you know, people and our, our children are eating. So I think in a way I'm really proud to be part of that and I think it's been really positive for the community as a whole. Um, 
And I think, you know, I like that we're against really strong competition and I think it makes you better and I think it makes you think more creatively and you have to be, you know, more innovative with your concepts and, you know, your marketing and your products that you're launching. So I think, you know, in a category where all your competitors are complacent or dormant, I think you can become lazy and it doesn't bring out the best in you. So I definitely think being in such a competitive industry has just brought out the best in us and, you know, we continue to to raise the bar on what we're doing and bring out better innovation and better quality products. But I think as a whole, as you said, you can kind of see it as a negative situation and, and get kind of spooked by it or overwhelmed by what everyone's doing or kind of see it as, okay, well, we're in actually a great industry and market. It's booming. Customers mm-hmm. really embracing this and, and want more of it. And um, yeah, it kind of means that you're if you're growing a good business that you're kind of really putting good quality stuff out there. So yeah, I think it's been actually the biggest benefit to our business rather than a hindrance. Mm, I love it. I love it. And I, I agree with you. I, I think every time I see another grain free food company, I think awesome. This is just another sign from the universe that this is what the market wants. Um, and I think that, yeah. you know, there's not one company out there that's going to please every single consumer and there's not one company out there that can serve every single consumer. So I think that, when we look at it as a case of we're just contributing to this conversation around clean food and this is our offering to that market, then it just takes yeah. it away from that kind of like competition. Oh my goodness, there's mm-hmm. only so much of the pie. And if that brand's got that part of the pie, then there's not enough for me. Like it just, that's so the old corporate paradigm, isn't it? That we've, oh, yeah, gratefully. I think we did, we did know with that. Yeah, that thinking and that mentality and I think from traditional corporate roles a lot of women who've probably started their own business have come from, it is that scarcity kind of mentality and then I think you you kind of learn that there is actually room for all of us and as long as you're doing your own thing and you're not copying others, I think Mm -hmm. you just know you can believe in what you're doing and that there are people out there that are really going to love it. Um, and there's, there is a place like you hear some amazing stories of brands that were focusing on such a niche group of people that they were catering for and they end up becoming, you know, huge successes. So I just think, yeah, staying really focused on what you're about and what you're trying to achieve. Mm, Awesome. Love it. Now there'll be quite a lot of people listening to this show, Jess, who, um, they love to cook. They've got some good recipes. They'd love to become a food producer themselves or um, own a, open a cafe or create a cookbook or some kind of like blog yep. or online um, forum for, you know, clean living, um, delicious food. What advice have you got? So this is my closing question. What advice have you got yeah. that you'd like to leave the listeners with in terms of taking it from a bunch of recipes to actually a successful brand? Yeah. I think um, not getting frozen in thinking about the journey and what's ahead and how much there is to do and just starting something, even if it's really small, I think you get energy and momentum from action um, and you get you build confidence and you learn that you're capable of amazing things. So I think if I had any advice, it would be just get going. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait for the perfect time. Um, like you're never going to feel ready for it. You just have to push yourself to get out of your comfort zone and just start. Genius, genius. And there is no Nirvana time. There's no like, there's no perfect window. You've just got to like, just do it. 
And I think people say it's like having kids. It's just never going to be perfect timing. And I think it's probably the same as a business. Like you're never going to be feel ready for what's ahead and you just got to jump in and just get your hands dirty. But, you know, it's easy to say, but um, it's harder to do. But I think, you know, you'll never regret starting it and trying it. And you'll probably be so amazed with what you do. And even if it doesn't work, you'll, what you learn from that experience will be worth so much more. So, um, yeah, I think it's definitely just about getting going. Awesome advice. Awesome advice. Now, before you go, Jess, where can people find yeah. out more about Health Lab if they want to get on and buy some of your protein balls? Where, where should we send them to? Yes. So um, if you want to check us out on Instagram at healthlab, or one word, or our website, healthlab.com.au, and you can find our list of beautiful retail partners there as well. So thank you, Helen. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and your wisdom and your um, really, uh, you've given me a lot of inspiration seriously today. So very grateful to connect with you and spend this time with you. Thank you so much. It's been great chatting. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.